And the Emmy goes to. 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Homeland. Game of Thrones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast, where we talk about television for this special episode, episode 11 of the Next Best Series podcast. We are delivering our predictions for the 2020 Emmy Awards, a historical year in television. Why? Because we were all at home to watch everything this year, and hopefully (laughs) Emmy voters were as well, which will be reflected in their winners on September 20th for the 72nd Emmy Awards. Here to join me for our predictions episode, I have Amanda Spears. Hello. Tom O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Ryan C. Showers. Yo, what is up? Wow. And Michael C... I was about to say Michael C. Schwartz. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Schwartz. <laughs> it's actually Michael B. Schwartz, but thank you, everyone. Hello. I've never, ever done that before. Oh, my gosh. I almost called you Michael C. Showers. <laughs> <laughs> In any event, we have the television crew here, the television experts here to talk about the Emmy Awards, a night that is going to be uh, special for a couple of different reasons, mostly because of the fact that it's going to be a virtual uh, ceremony, one which I still don't know what it's going to necessarily look like, you know, when we watch it on our television sets on Sunday. But we're excited. We're going to be talking about uh, all the categories that you could possibly imagine. Casting, writing, directing, the acting categories, pretty much everything except for the crafts categories, which are being handed out uh, all throughout this week for the Creative Arts Emmys. So why don't we dive right into this? Let's start off with... Outstanding host for a reality or competition program. We have Bobby Burke, Queer Eye, Nicole Byer, Nailed It, Barbara uh, Kokorin for Shark Tank, RuPaul's, uh, RuPaul Charles for RuPaul's Drag Race, Padma Langshki for Top Chef, and Amy Poehler for Making It. Amanda, who do you have? I'm always going to stick with RuPaul. Yeah, I mean, Tom? No reason not to vote against RuPaul. Ryan, Michael, anyone disagree? It's RuPaul, but I'm also giving a shout out to all the people from Shark Tank and Queer that he skipped over. I'm happy to say RuPaul. And I'm going to say RuPaul, too, because he's better than Ron Paul. All right. So moving on <laughs> God, from that's that. Mean. Reality competition program. We have The Masked Singer, Nailed It, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and The Voice. Amanda, which one are you going with? I love with? the repeat in these categories, so I'm sticking with RuPaul until they lose. I'm going to reveal a little secret here. I don't believe they actually watch these, and I think that's why they win all the time. Tom? Well, I watch them, for God's sakes, so, <laughs> and I voted for RuPaul. You're also a television nut. Ryan, what about you? Well, I'm um, sticking with RuPaul, and thank you, Tom, for voting for RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> Michael? Well, I don't watch any of these, but I am picking RuPaul. Two for RuPaul. I'm picking uh, RuPaul's Drag Race as well. So there you go. Variety sketch series. A black lady sketch show. Drunk history. Saturday Night Live. Amanda? Uh, Black lady needs to wait until we're out of the election bubble two years thing. Mm. So I'm going to go stick with SNL. Okay. Ryan? I'm I'm me too. Tom? I'm going to go with black lady. Oh, Michael? Perpetual winner SNL. Why? So just really quickly, didn't drunk history just get canceled? Yes. Yes. So we got COVID canceled. Gotcha. So like the, you guys don't think that there might be a little bit of sympathy there for it? Yeah, it's SNL. 
SNL. They they give it all the guest nominations and supporting. They love SNL. It's if the show must go on quarantine, I think that helps it. So that's what makes me think I'll stick with Saturday Night Live for at least one more year after this one. True. I just want something different in this category. That's what I'm thinking too. But also at the same time, I can't deny the fact that in a year that was as challenging as this, SNL did innovate and find ways to put on still uh, entertaining television. And even if they just sat in the studio and read, read the phone book, it still would have won because it's SNL and Lord and Michaels has that Television Academy, you know, in his pocket. I'm picking SNL, but I have this weird feeling that Drunk History could upset. That's all I'm saying. They have lost in the past, but um, a black lady sketch show needs a few more years to mature to, like, be more of a threat. Yeah. They're always good in a political Ooh. year. So, like, this year and next year, I, I would stick with SNL. But they did, they did get a good uh, nomination for Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Variety talk series. Uh, we have The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal of Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Amanda, which one is going to win? Oh, I'm going to go with Last Week Tonight with John Oliver because I'm not crazy. <laughs> is anybody else here crazy or are we all picking John Oliver? <laughs> I'm picking him. Yeah, but, you know, I think that Trevor Noah made a big jump this year. I feel like uh, John Oliver is, like, just part of the cultural conversation so much. Yeah. When he releases a video, it's like time stands still. Well, he's only won, like, four times, so he's probably got another five wins before we see him lose. So. Yeah, he's the new <laughs> John Stewart. Definitely. Yeah. I think so, too. Ryan, do you agree? I agree. All right, moving over to the guest uh, categories now for acting. Let's start off with comedy. So, for uh, Outstanding Comedy Guest Actor, we have Adam Driver, Saturday Night Live, Lou Kirby, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Eddie Murphy, Saturday Night Live, Dev Patel for Modern Love, Brad Pitt for Saturday Night Live, and Fred Willard for Modern Family. Amanda? I'm going with Eddie Murphy, but I think this is a really close race between him, Pitt, and Willard. Mm. Tom? Um. Pitt's bid is so short that I'm not quite sure it's going to be enough. But it could be the F.U. to Trump. It's only only a few minutes longer than his cameo in Deadpool 2. (laughs) Well, all right. I'm going to say Murphy. Yeah. Ryan? I would love to say Luke Kirby, um, but I'm going with Eddie Murphy. Michael? Eddie Murphy. I, too, am going with Eddie Murphy. But, yeah, I would not be surprised if Luke Kirby came up from behind and took it he's People really don't win this category back to back i mean mal brooks is the only one who's ever done it in in all of emmy history 70 72 years yeah. i think he's i think the only one. Right. Yeah. jesus christ you think mad about you <laughs> outstanding comedy guest actress nominees we have angela bassett for a black lady sketch show bet midler for the politician maya rudolph for the good place Maya Rudolph for Saturday Night Live, Wanda Sykes for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Saturday Night Live. Ryan. Okay. Um, you know, I think Amanda made a great... Um, I agree with what uh, with everything she wrote on the site in this category, um, but I'm going to go with Maya Rudolph um, for Saturday Night Live. All right. Trying to, like, maybe capture some last late, late, late break and buzz, basically, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm at the good place. The good place. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, for the good place. Yes. Sorry. Not for set. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, Amanda, what, what are you going with? Mom's Maisley. Um, I'm going for um, Wanda Sykes. I think she 
is just perfectly, perfectly cast in this. And I, I think she's going to win. Michael? It's funny. Before the nominations came out, I thought Maya Rudolph was going to win for The Good Place. And it was thinking that up until she yep. got double nominated for that and SNL. And then the second she got nominated, even before Kamala was announced as VP, I thought, oh, there it is. She's going to win for Kamala Harris. And I'm sticking to that. I think she'll win for SNL. Tom? I watched her SNL thing again today. It's really wonderful. But I'm going to say Wanda Sykes because she's overdue. This is tough, actually, because of the nomination of Kamala Harris. So I am a little torn on this, not to mention, I think if Maya just had one nomination here as opposed to two, it would be a lot easier for me to choose her for Saturday Night Live. But I also, does anyone else feel like they're not going to let The Good Place go home empty-handed? Me. But is this where they're going to award The Good Place? I, I yeah. think that's the, I think the thing is that you guys have just articulated what I've brought, mentioned in my articles, that some of you are saying The Good Place, some of you are saying FNL. She's, she's on her third nomination in a row for The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And Wanda Sykes has been nominated for doing absolutely nothing on Blackish, And now she has enough to do in Maisel to really deserve a win. Yeah, it's at last. Yeah, finally. Finally, she's been given something to do. And I thought it would always be on Blackish, but... Also, too, we also have to, like, think about, like, the fact that, you know, there's going to be potential for Maya Rudolph to win in the following couple of years again as well. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, obviously. Yeah. I am going to lean towards Wanda, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Moving on now from comedy, we now move over to the drama. Outstanding drama guest actor in a. Uh, let's see who we got here. Here we go. Jason Bateman, The Outsider, Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us, James Cromwell for Succession, Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian, Andrew Scott for Black Mirror, Martin Short for The Morning Show. Ryan. Okay. Um, I. I'm going with um, Esposito for The Mandalorian. Okay, Tom O'Brien. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure The Mandalorian is going to be an acting player. So I'm going to say Andrew Scott. Michael. Andrew Scott is a really good call. I'm tempted to go with him, but I think Ron Cephas Jones is going to win. Amanda. Well, let me remind you all of two points, and then I'll give you my point. One, since 2017, when all four of those new drama series came in, if you're going to win an Emmy in any category with the exception of like prosthetic makeup or the handmaid's tale, you've got to be nominated for drama series. And two, they never award people this twice or in a row with years in between. So for me, I am going to go with James Cromwell for succession because Giancarlo Esposito has like one line of dialogue in all of his two episodes in the Mandalorian. And, and and really, uh, Jane Cromwell is terrific. He's like his conscience in that episode. Yeah. 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 So good. I. Uh, OK, so this is like tough because there's two places where they can give it to Giancarlo Esposito. And I really do genuinely feel that he is going to walk away an Emmy winner this year. And so preview of supporting actor later, I am going to go with him for the Mandalorian here this time around. You know, before we move on, I'm switching because Amanda made me think that they don't reward two years in a row. I forgot Ron Cephas Jones just won last year. Mm-hmm. So well, he's I'm going won. With... He's already won. But yeah, they don't usually reward you a second time. 
Yeah, so I'm actually going to switch to Andrew Scott because who doesn't love hot priest a year after Fleabag? So you listened to me on one point, but you're not. Okay, it's your prediction. <laughs> uh, all right, so for now we have guest actress in a drama series. Over here we have Alexis Bledel for The Handmaid's Tale, Laverne Cox, Orange is the New Black, Cherry Jones, Succession, Felicia Rashad, This Is Us, Cicely Tyson, How to Get Away with Murder, and Harriet Walter for Succession. Ryan, help me. All right. Well, so if um, Amanda is right that um, Cromwell is going to win for succession, I, I don't. It makes me doubt predicting Cherry Jones. Um, two, I don't think both um, succession actors are going to win. Um, but also, Alexis Bledel gave like the like most devastating performance. I, I saw since since the shutdown. I, I watched the I watched season three during the shutdown, and I wept after watching the episode she submitted. I wept the entire forty five minutes. Like I, um, I I'm going with her. I am so I'm going with Alexis Bledel. Has she won before in this category? She, she has. Won before. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, for for the first season and like, like three years ago. Oh, so man. yeah. But Cherry Jones just won last year too, right? For the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I mean either way. <laughs> literally back to back which, which is why i'll i'll just say for the record like i am not going with either one of them actually i'm going with felicia rashad for this is us i want her to win so badly i do um oh god i ugh, this category is so hard i mean amanda you have to admit your rules are definitely not helping in this category which is what's making it so tough <laughs> it's it's tough because i i mean you know taking the emotion out of it Alexis Bledel could win because Patricia Clarkson was able to do it a couple years apart. But I think they really like Sherry Jones and they don't really care that they awarded her already because she is so good and they yeah. don't mind. I mean, they gave both uh, drama to Handmaid's Tale last year and, you know, comedy to uh, Maisel the year also. So I don't think they think about spreading the wealth. I think they go, oh my God, I loved her as, you know, Nan. So check. Tom, what about you? I, I think This Is Us is over. I'm glad you said the, it and not me. Well, thank you. Um, so, but uh, I think Succession is the hot number right now. Um, Harriet Walter is terrific, but I think Cherry Jones is the name. And she's really good in this. So I'm going to go with her. Michael? I think Cicely Tyson takes it. Her first win since 1994, I think. So Wow. Uh, Which would be lovely. I, I mean, that would be great. Yeah. yeah Why so, now? So many nominations. Uh, I think That's because she's point, in her mid-90s and everyone loves her and she's wanted it for a while. So yeah. You I know what? I'm going to change my prediction. I, I'm, going, I'm going back to Cherry Jones for one reason, one reason only, and that's because I'm going to stand firm on not picking James Cromwell, and I do believe that Succession is taking at least one of these, uh, but I feel more confident picking Cherry Jones than I do Cromwell, so... <laughs> I don't feel good about any. I don't feel good about it, though. Like, I, like just, not at all. On the note of Cicely Tyson, I would love for her to win. I uh, I wish that there was some huge incentive for her to win. Like if Viola had been nominated um, and uh, lead actress, which she should have been, uh, I think there might be a shot here. Um, and not that anybody really watches the episodes or the shows, but she didn't really like compared to what she was given, like in the earlier seasons of um, how to get away with murder where she should have won. Um, she, I don't think she has the comparable material that um, Jones and Bledel do. Margot Martindale has her Emmy. 
I mean, let's let's all be yeah. realistic. But yeah, yeah. it's for real. And that's yeah. another reason, too. I think when you mentioned like Cherry Jones winning uh, last year, the first person I thought of was Margot Martindale. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. if they're going to make Cherry Jones the new Margot Martindale like of this category, essentially. And, you know, why not? Well, she deserves to win. Not like Margot did for her five minutes of screen time in two years. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to move over to casting. We have uh, limited series TV movie casting, Mrs. America, Normal People, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. Michael? I think Watchmen, the beginning of the sweep. Ryan? I'll go with the same. Yeah, Watchmen. Tom? Watchmen is too hot right now. I think so. Amanda? Ditto! It, it feels too easy, and I re- my heart is with Unbelievable, but I'm going with Watchmen. Uh, right, so now, beyond that, comedy, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, Insecure, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. Michael? Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Ryan? I'm Schitt's Creek. Tom? Shadows has a, had, had a surprising number of nominations, but uh, it's going to be Schitt's Creek here. Amanda? You don't listen to me and anything else. Don't Don't listen to my prediction. Whoever wins this category, predict to win comedy series. If somehow what we do in the shadow wins here, change your comedy prediction. But I am going to go with the sweep is going to start with Shit's Creek. Yeah. And I'm going to make a prediction for lots of shit. Shit's Creek. <laughs> you loved saying that, didn't you? I really did. Can you imagine the headlines the next day? It's going to be like Emmy's full of shit. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I love it. Big Little Lies, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, Ozark, and Succession. Tom. Succession. Michael. Succession. Amanda. Succession, but look out for The Crown. Mm, Ryan. Big Little Succession. (laughs) (laughs) You almost had me. (laughs) Oh, man. I agree with Amanda. If the crown's going to upset, it's going to upset here. But uh, Succession, look at all those actor nominations they got. I mean, come on. <laughs> they did a great job. All righty. Moving away now from casting, let's move over now to writing and directing. Limited series TV movie directing. We have Find a Way, Little Fires Everywhere. Episode 5, Normal People, Unorthodox, Unorthodox. It's summer and we're running out of ice from Watchmen, Little Fear of Lightning from Watchmen, and we're not done here, This Extraordinary Being from, you guessed it, Watchmen. Amanda? Oh, God. It's the three that makes me sick. Mm -hmm. So I am going to go with the directing branch likes more. So Unorthodox is the entire series, so I'm going to go with Unorthodox. Michael? That is a really interesting call. See... With Watchmen, it is three, but I think you look at what's going on in that show, and it's just so hard to deny. So I'm going to go with This Extraordinary Being. I'm going with Sentimentality. I'm going with Lynn Shelton for Find a Way from Little Fires Everywhere. Tom? Um, They don't list names. So people should, you know, if they know that she did that, that's fantastic. I thought they did list names in directing, but not writing. I'm, well, I can't check now, but but yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Tom is part of the writers branch, so maybe that's what he's thinking of. Is he never <laughs> sees the names for writing? So, yeah, I don't yeah, care about directors. Be- <laughs> uh, Somebody was told no, you can't direct. Yes, <laughs> I would say Watchmen. Which one? 
Oh, oh, the one that Michael said. What, There's oh, like 37 of them nominated in this category. This extraordinary <laughs> being. Yeah, it's, okay. that's the one. I, I will point out that it's summer and we're running out of ice did win DGA over this extraordinary being, which is why I'm going with unorthodox, because I think they're going to cancel each other out. It's a good call. It's very possible. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, well, I was actually going to bring up that point of Amanda, that, that, what she just made about um, the first episode of Watchmen that won um, the DGA. Um, and so, like... It, I'm inclined I, to say to say that one um, for Watchmen, but um, this extraordinary being, which is the um, the sixth episode of this of the series, where Regina King travels back in time and experiences her grandfather's um, life. Yeah, uh, I think that and that um, th- that episode is such a is such a special entity. Uh, I think I, I think for that reason alone, like it's it's shot in black and white. Um, the themes are very strong. I think they're going to go with that one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Matt, you're right about little fires everywhere, which I would be very happy with. I'm, I'm going to be cheap, though, and I'm going to go with this extraordinary being as well, because oh, but hear me out, though, only if we find out later that the name is not listed. OK, all right. So if the, if the name is not listed and somebody tells me that um, I'm officially going to move over to this extraordinary being, because just from a technical standpoint, the sheer uh virtuoso directing of that episode was just like extraordinary for lack of a better word it was really really incredible (laughs) stuff uh but if lynn shelton's name is on the ballot i'm sticking with that yeah all right moving on now to writing for this category we have shirley from mrs america episode three from normal people episode one unbelievable part one from or unorthodox and this extraordinary being from Watchmen. Michael, what are you doing here? This extraordinary being. Ryan? Yeah, this one, it, this is so much easier because it's the only Watchmen episode here. So um, this extraordinary being. Tom? I voted for Shirley because I think it's the best written of the bunch. But I think this extraordinary being is going to win. So you're picking Shirley, but you think this extraordinary being is going to win? Uh, yeah, I voted for Shirley, but I, I think this extraordinary being is going to win. Amanda? Um, you know, these technical Marvel shows, you, you know, where they're usually not like the writer's thing. Um, and I will just say that, and I'm not kissing up to Tom, he knows that. My belief is, is that the writing branch, you could argue even under a plurality vote, would come up with the same winners in a panel system. So I am going to say Shirley and Tanya Bearfield makes history as the first black woman writer to win this category i'd be thrilled with that i think she's you know i think it's the best episode of the bunch before we saw mrs america like or before the before i'm sorry before emmy nominations came out i was actually predicting um um, mrs america episode to win this category same so it totally wouldn't surprise me um if and if there were two Watchmen episodes here i would definitely be predicting mrs america to to win this I, i it's just it, it's just hard. And Amanda, you make a good point about the um, the visual technical um, shows, but also, you know, I mean, Game of Thrones won writing how many times? And I would argue that um, Watchmen has just as complex of writing as Game of Thrones did. So, uh, or just in general, I mean, the writing on Watchmen isn't something to be scoffed at. It's pretty, pretty intense. I also think there are there are other places to reward Mrs. America potentially, but. 
I think Damon Lindelof winning a writing Emmy is something that's long overdue. And I, I think that that's going to happen here. He's never won an individual Emmy before. so No, he won as a producer for Lost when it won Best Drama Series. But he's never won a writing or a directing uh, Emmy before. And he's definitely more of a writer than anything. So it would definitely be nice to see him get something. But at the same time, Tanya Barefield, I mean, like, that would be incredible. So one thing I will say to that point, Matt, is we see a lot of times in these branches where it, when you have a producer like um, Aaron Sorkin or uh, David E. Kelly, who does writing or directing or both, you know, Ryan Murphy is a good example of that, too, where they, they get kind of jealous. And they might, the fact that he hasn't won a lot of Emmys maybe helps him. But we kind of sometimes feel like, yeah, you're going to win series. I'm not going to, I'm not going to vote for you in this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can't see like this level of jealousy where they're like, nah, you're going to win, but you're going to win for series. Although, I mean, and somebody else, you know, tell me if I'm wrong here, but when it comes to the Emmys, we traditionally see more sweeps at the Emmys than we do, say, at the Oscars, where it feels like the love has been spread out over the last 10 years. Yeah, but Emmy voters can be petty. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, not, I'm not talking about myself, of course. Of course, of course. No, of not course. you, Tom. Outstanding comedy directing nominees. We have uh, The Great for The Great. It's Comedy of Cab or Cabbage from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Radio from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Finale Part 2 from Modern Family. Uh, Mia Khalifa.move from Rami. Happy Ending from Schitt's Creek. And We Love Lucy from Will and Grace. Michael, what is winning directing for a comedy series? Schitt's Creek, and I'll give you a spoiler. I think it wins the next category, too. All right, fair enough. Ryan? I'm going with Schitt's Creek. Um, if 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 it if it's not Chicks Creek, I'm curious to see what everyone would say for their number two because I was thinking about it. The Maisel episodes cancel each other out. Is it Rami or is it Will and Grace, which is a pretty um, adorable episode and high concept episode? I would probably say Will and Grace is second if if something doesn't go through with Chicks Creek. Let me tell you, if The Great was nominated for series, I would instantly say it would be The Great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Tom, you gotta have a series nod. Yeah, and, and it's a shame, but um, shit's great. Uh, all right, Amanda. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I too am going with the shit. It looks like we're going to see a lot of sweeps on Emmy night, potentially. Uh, let's move over to writing and see if that continues, as Michael said. You have Whenever You're Ready from The Good Place, The Great from The Great, Happy Ending, Shit's Creek, The Presidential Suite, Shit's Creek, Collaboration, What We Do in the Shadows, Ghosts, What We Do in the Shadows, On the Run, What We Do in the Shadows. What do they do in the shadows? Michael? I mean, yeah, you said Shit's Creek, so moving on. Yeah. Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with Shit's Creek too, but again, like now here we have like two Shit's Creeks and it's like, I don't oh, I didn't know. See which one. I'm saying happy ending, by the way. Yeah, I, I assume that's what you meant. I should have said that too. Happy ending, um, the finale. So um, I guess The Good Place has an outside shot if they split, but I think that they'll, people will probably rally around the finale. I'm going with the split. I am predicting this is where The Good Place gets its recognition for its final season. Tom? Um, I, I think Shits uh, Creek is going to win, but I think The Great is going to be a major factor next season. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I agree with you on that. Amanda? I will say this about comedy writing, and we've seen this in directing in multiple different series. 
if you're double nominated, it is the kiss of death. And I said this at the beginning of award season on Eric's podcast, Awards Watch. I said, I don't care who's nominated. I don't care what the, the split is. Um, I will not pick a series that's double nominated, even though I would love for Dan Levy to like win a whole ton of Emmys. I think this is the good places, big award of the season. And, and you know what? Let's give it up to them. They gave it's a beautiful season finale. It's a good show too. Whenever you're ready. It's a beautiful, yep. it's a great series. It was smart to end after three seasons, after four seasons, excuse me. And, and this is a well-deserved and it would be a great way for the writing branch to show that, you know, at network TV, if you step up and do something creative, we'll award you. All right. Outstanding drama directing. We have Aberfan from The Crown, Cree Decour from The Crown, Prisoners of War, Homeland, The Interview for The Morning Show, Fire Pink, Ozark, Sukasa Esmikasa from Ozark, Hunting, Succession, and This Is Not For Tears, Succession. Michael. I think This Is Not For Tears again takes writing and directing. Ryan. So my my gut says... Aberfan from The Crown. It's a gorgeously directed episode. Um, but again, you know, we have The Crown, Ozark, and Succession all have, they each have two episodes yeah. in this category. Then there's Homeland and The, the Morning Show. Um, the Morning Show is Mimi Lender. So I mean, it's also just a fantastic episode. There's such an, adrenaline, an ad- adrenaline rush that's created with this finale. I think if we're going with the, not to beat a dead horse, but we've been talking about you know, having multiple um, nominations in a single category and splitting the vote. If we're going by that logic here, then I guess the morning show would win, but that doesn't have a series nom. So, but I guess I'm going with Aberfan for The Crown. I, too, am following that logic, Ryan. I'm going with Aberfan for The Crown as well. And, you know, The Crown is a technically uh, really like well-directed show and well and let alone this episode too like yeah, this episode yeah. is like yeah totally i cried the Especially entire episode good. yeah like yeah so yeah i just in terms of the emotional aspect the technicals everything that that's just it's one directing before it's also like a good place to stop the succession sweep and acknowledge another show elsewhere, I feel like. Now, watch, they pull a uh, Jason Bateman like they did last year, and they do like an out of left field, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> win for something just like completely just blindsiding us. But yeah, no, I'm going with Aberfan. Michael, uh, I know you said this is not for tears. Uh, Amanda, what are you doing? Well, you need two things to win this category. You either need to be, you have to be in a nominated series and you have to be either a pilot or a series opener, a series finale or series or season finale, the biggest episode in the category or be directed by an Oscar nominee or winner. So there's no Oscar nominees or winners, but Aberfan is the biggest episode in the category. It has this importance to it. Yeah. It's haunting. I was surprised. I, I just think that that one, even with a double nomination, it, it seems more like this is the episode. This is this is the one. Yeah. Uh, Tom, did you say? Um, I saw Aberfan on Thursday night, and it is stunning. And my God, the cinematography is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 
Um, but I just don't think it's going to be the crown's year. Wow. So I'm going to go with um, Succession. Which one? Um, this is not the time. This is not the time for tears. Yes. <laughs> this is not the time. I'm like, what are you watching? Oh, stop. <laughs> writing. Let's move over to writing. We have Bad Choice Road from Better Call Saul, Bagman from Better Call Saul, Aberfan for The Crown, All In, Ozark, Boss Fight, Ozark, Fire Pink, Ozark, and the lone nominee. Well, actually, The Crown is there, too. But come on, let's face it, guys. This is not for tears. Succession. Jesse Armstrong is winning again, right? Yeah. Yep. That that final monologue, uh, the minute I saw it, I said, that there's your writing winner. But can I just say, Tom, your branch came up with the most, the dullest list of nominees for this category. I mean, come on. Oh, Where's thank the you. Surprise? That's so nice. I think, I think if they had one Ozark nominee, one Better Call Saul nominee, it would be better but yeah, yeah I, I I agree. It did seem like a little lazy. If they threw Mr. Robot for the, the no talking episode in here, I'd be like, okay, at least they're being the writing branch. This is like the dullest list they've ever come up with. Ryan, what do you think? You think it's succession? Yeah, the reigning champ. Michael, I know you already said it. So congratulations, Jesse Armstrong. If you lose, we will make fun of you for all eternity because something is horribly wrong. Are <laughs> the crowns winning best best drama series and we're just not seeing it supporting actor in a limited series or movie yaha abdul mateen the second from watchmen yovana depo from watchmen dylan mcdermott from hollywood jim parsons hollywood lewis gossett jr from watchmen tom boy this is tough because um you know watchmen is so hot and um but I am going to say, just on a career thing, Louis Gossett Jr. Michael. Ooh, so I had some trouble with this one because it's a deep bench. And you look at where I said Jim Parsons a couple months ago. I am still predicting him. That hasn't changed. But he does have some real competition with uh, Yaya and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Because Watchmen is so incredibly strong. So I'm just going with Jim Parsons because I think they love him a lot. But... I would really watch out for two of those three Watchmen guys. Ryan. Um, I, I have Gossett um, as my formal prediction, um, but I'm kind of feeling Titus Burgess in a weird way. Like he's the only lone. Wait, is nom- he nominated here? Yeah. You forgot his name. I yeah. did. But that's all right. Oh, no, it's not all right. I feel like an asshole. My bad. But, but yeah, he's the only uh, like we have two Hollywood guys, three Watchmen guys and then him. He never won for Kimmy Schmidt. I could see a world where he swoops in. Um, I don't know. That may be really crazy, and you guys may think that I'm silly for, for suggesting that, but hey, you know. No, I, Ryan, I think there's something there, but. If, if this would have been like a better rollout for the Kimmy Schmidt um, movie, or if it had been under different circumstances, I think he may have, he may stand a fighting chance. But I could just see it being one weird upset. I mean, I I'm, I'm I hope that it's Gossett um, for for Watchmen. I, I think that I think it will be him, but I could see it. I could see Bird just having an outside shot because he's also never won before. Okay. God, I don't know. I want you to be right. Well, thanks. I'm gonna go with Gossett, but no, God, where's Tim Blake Nelson when I need him? <laughs> you know, like come on. Oh, gosh. I'm going with Gossett. Yeah, they did Gossett, and you're the biggest favorite when they didn't nominate Tim Blake Nelson. 
Yeah. Because I don't think Abdul Mateen or um, Adepo, yeah, do enough yeah. to stand out. And he is a legend. And I think he's, I think he is going to win. I mean, Yaha, you know, was blue on screen. I thought he stood out. Well, I, I but, yeah, but if you only watch two or three episodes of this, you're like, okay, I know, I know. What, what what did he get nominated for? He also has a promising, you know, film career going with Aquaman and also with uh, Travel to Chicago Seven coming up too. So I wonder if there is like kind of a boost happening here, maybe That's for his never career. Never impacted them. Nah. If they if they watched through the end, I could see them maybe going for for him um, because the last two episodes are really focused on. Him, especially that episode, uh, episode eight, where it's he, uh, he and Regina King are just yeah. talk the entire episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and he has such a commanding presence. Uh, he, it, it could happen. So, yep. if if but if Gossett wins, it's going to be a moment. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like a moment? I think that like it comes full circle because I I do believe that Watchmen has a chance to at least tie the former Roots now John Adams record of thirteen. So I do think True. he would be go. I think he's going to go along for part of that. Yeah. All right. Supporting actress in a limited series. We have Uzo Aduba for Mrs. America. Tony Collette for Unbelievable. Margot Martindale for Mrs. America. Gene Smart, Watchmen. Holland Taylor for Hollywood. Tracy Ullman for Mrs. America. Michael, what are you doing? Oh, I think this is definitely Gene Smart. Ryan, do you agree? Uh, no, I, I'm not fully. I was. I, I think Gene Smart gives the best performance of anybody in, in this category. Um, she gives the best episode of anybody in this category, individual, like standout. But I, I have Tony Collette, but I don't feel great about it because of um, unbelievable underperforming. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm my formal prediction is Tony Collette. Tom. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Hollywood, but I thought that Holland Taylor gave the best performance of anyone this year. Yeah, but I oh. don't think she's going to win. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. You, you, you faked me out there, uh, Tom. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's worthy. It's fantastic. Love her. Um, I'm going to go with Uso. Amanda? This category makes me nauseous because, yeah, I can see how any of these six would win. Uh, Holland Taylor would be the one that shocked me. If I were voting, I would actually give it to Tracy Ullman because I think she gives a knockout punch against the series star, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She's really good. <laughs> Plus, they really, uh, they really love her. She's won six Emmys. Like, let's let's not take that for granted. But and Gene Smart was nominated. Uh, no, sorry, not Gene Smart, but Tony Collette did get a SAG Award nomination. But I, I too, and this makes me even sick that I'm agreeing with Tom so much. Makes me oh, weary too. about that because that's usually a bad sign for the two of us. But I'm going to go with Uzo. I think <laughs> you know, social relevance and everything really helps her, and that's a beautiful episode. I swear to God, and I know Ryan's going to say something to me. I swear to God, I'm not standing. I think this is just where they acknowledge unbelievable, and I think Tony Collette is going to win it. I won't I won't come for you because I am predicting her too and she's genuinely sensational like um in uh, how many like six of the episodes like she's awesome like I yeah and she won the critics choice award not that means anything but you know there there is a previous buzz around her performance. Yeah. So and she's consistently been nominated throughout award season this year so 
Yeah, she could do it. Totally. And the show has a series nomination, so, you know, it's it's fine. All right. This is the one category you don't need a series nomination to win because we did see both winners last year for a limited series supporting come from series that weren't nominated. <laughs> but it still helps. It still helps. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely helps. For comedy now. Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy. We have... Everybody in television? Yeah, pretty much. Every every nominee known to man. Uh, we have Mahershala Ali for Rami, Alan Arkin for The Kaminsky Method, Andre Brower for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Sterling K. Brown from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, William Jackson Harper for The Good Place, Daniel Levy for Schitt's Creek, Tony Shalhoub, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, man, I'm out of breath. Keenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live. Michael, so many nominees, Michael. When I saw this past season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I was sure that Tony Shalhoub would win yet again. He's brilliant on the show. I love him so much. But then Schitt's Creek just came and had this wonderful final season, and everyone got in. Dan Levy, I think, is the heart of that show. And as the co-creator and you know force behind it all, I, I think it's just another great place to honor him, and I really do think he'll win an acting Emmy on top of everything else. Ryan? Dan? Tom? Um, boy, I'm so happy to see Keenan Thompson get recognized. Same. Yeah. He was nominated before. He, well, yeah, but, you know, he really is, as I don't know how many teeth stations, uh, you know, seasons they've had of uh, SNL that he's been on, but he's been really the MVP. Um, nonetheless, I'm going to go with Dan Levy. Maybe just because I saw Coastal Elites last night. And he's so good in that. Oh, wasn't that brilliant, Tom? Oh, extraordinary. Amanda, cosign? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, it, it looked like, you know, Shalhoub was the front runner. Um, but, you know, there's only one clear alternative to Shalhoub, and that's Dan Levy, and that's what helps Levy take this from him. The rest is just a lot of noise. But I did. Lo- I do want to give William Jackson Harper a shout-out. Yeah. He is so good in the series. And, you know, for as many people they name-checked, looking at you, Brower, it was really nice to see them go deep into the ballot and, and suss him out. Agreed. I am not going to break away from the pack. I, too, am picking Dan Levy. All right, so now for supporting actress in a comedy series, we have Alex Borstein, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, to R.C. Carden for The Good Place, Betty Gilpin for Glow, Marin Hinkle for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live, Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek, Yvonne Orgy for Insecure, Cecily Strong, Saturday Night Live. Michael? Three for three. I thought when Alex Borstein won the last two years, it was a really good performance, but I thought she was always working against uh, better competition in Marin Hinkle. Here, I think Alex just runs away with the season. Her scenes trying to swim in a pool are like the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So (laughs) that is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's brilliant. Uh, And she was good before, but this is just like upping the ante in season three. I think it's going to be even more deserved than the first two. Tom? Um, Agree with Alex. Um, Happy to see Cecily Strong in the mix. Uh, And I can't wait to see what she does with uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle's speech from the RNC next season. (laughs) Ryan? Um, a deserved three for three for Alex Borstein. And Amanda, I can tell by your reaction, you two are going with Alex Borstein. <laughs> yeah, I think what helps her in this category is that it could be, you know, you know, Darcy Carden is going to get votes. Annie Murphy's going to get votes. But I think that, you know, Alex Borstein, 
they did her the biggest favor when they didn't nominate Jane Lynch. So yes. she's yeah, clear path. It's, it's just all good. Yeah. And I'm not going to break away from that either. I think Alex is going to take a third. So drama supporting actor. Now we have four of the nominees. Lots and lots of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Braun for Succession. Billy Crudup for The Morning Show. Kieran Culkin for Succession. Mark Duplass for The Morning Show. Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul. Matthew McFadden for Succession. Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale. And Jeffrey Wright for Westworld. Amanda, who are you going with? Oh, God. I am going with respected character actor Matthew McFadden because I believe he's already on the Emmy radar, although... If Giancarlo Esposito could somehow pull this off, I would love, love, love for him to be the one to make history and be the first black winner in this category. And this is why I'm going with uh, him for The Mandalorian, though. I think Mandalorian is just a stronger show than Better Call Saul this year. I don't know what the hell happened with Better Call Saul's love uh, with the Television Academy this year, but for some reason, for the best season... Uh, they kind of seem to be falling out of love with it for some reason, which is why I'm giving the edge to uh, my favorite exasperated, dialogue-spewing, suit-wearing person in the world, Matthew McFadden. Because <laughs> seriously, just the way he delivers, what the fuck, Greg, is just incredible to me. <laughs> Michael? Ooh, this one is a killer. It really is. Yeah, to work from the bottom up, I think... Uh... The two morning show guys are out and Jeffrey Wright is out. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because Billy Crudup did win like the Critics' Choice. All right. So did Natalie Portman. Sirius is not nominated. He got a SAG nomination too. And the morning show. Sirius isn't nominated. (sighs) Yeah. I know. But like, okay. I I don't think that's always. I don't know that the series thing always plays out here. I mean, it's a good thing, obviously, but. That's not why I'm not saying him. I just, you know, don't think the buzz is there. So for my purposes, I'm going to take those three out and work with the top five. All right. You have the three succession guys, Bradley Whitford and Giancarlo Esposito. I can't talk tonight. Uh, So with succession, there's a very good case to be made for all three of them. Obviously, Kieran and Matthew McFadden toward the top. Bradley Whitford, they love him. He's won before many times. Actually, every time he's around, they seem to give him something in the guest category. But I think this is the year that they're going to give it to Giancarlo Esposito, even though I don't think they watched Better Call Saul. I know they didn't watch it because otherwise they would have picked Bob Odenkirk and Rhea Seahorn and Jonathan Banks and uh, all these Tony Dalton, all these great this people there. This was the best season. It was an extraordinary like, I just don't season. get it. And Giancarlo Esposito with Gus Fring did not have much to do this season. No. So that has never stopped the Emmys before. That's really never stopped them before. And he should have won for season four of Breaking Bad and we wouldn't have to be having this conversation. But I think with no clear alternative, with it being so many other succession guys and Bradley Woodford, I think he's just going to break through and that split vote with succession is going to give him a clear path to victory. It doesn't worry you that Better Call Saul's never won an Emmy in any category. And I know that should bother me, especially in a year (laughs) that I don't think they really watched it. But I think... It's just going to be the math that allows him to rise to the top, not the fact that they haven't watched the show. I got burned on this last year in support and guest act, guest actor, so I can't do it. I know my logic isn't perfect, but I'm just sort of. No, I like your logic. I just, two, I just can't do yeah, it. Two nominations this year. He hasn't won for that character. It it just you know makes sense to me in my mind at least. Ryan, what makes sense to you in your mind? Well, um, so I really, so Amanda, I saw, like, you made a Twitter thread um, of your predicted winners shortly after the nominations came out, and you, that's when you wrote in um, Matthew McFadden, 
And I thought that was such like an inspired prediction because like on like a quality level, he does pop as like a standout um, and he makes total sense as a winner here. However, I feel like Karen Culkin had more of the buzz for this category um, for a longer amount of time than, than Matthew McFadden did. Um, I, I just feel like, and whenever you have like, I, and especially Kieran Culkin's a, a name too. Like when you have like that competition intercomp within your own show, I feel like it's going to be difficult for him to overcome that, you know, on top of Nicholas Braun. Um, you know, I've, I've been predicting Billy Crudup since the beginning. Um, I know that the show didn't get a serious nomination, but, uh, it's still got a lot of nominations and a lot of, has a lot of support from the actors. So I, I don't know what to do. I, I think, uh, again, Better Call Saul has never won a single Emmy, not for Bob, not for Jonathan Banks. Uh, I don't know. I, so I, I feel like I'm just throwing my hands up and I'm going to stick with Billy. Yeah, I just want to say really quick for the record that anyone who can go from throwing water bottles at a person and say, this is executive level business to sitting on a beach and delivering some extremely, mm-hmm. extremely depressing dialogue <laughs> to Sarah Snook. I, I just like, I feel, I don't know. Anyway, oh God, I do, I think I just want it to be Matthew because he's named Matthew. Tom, how can I follow that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, are you upset that somebody doesn't have your first name in the category? <laughs> well, that, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, you know, the, the lack of a uh, series uh, nomination for the morning show kind of puts everybody else out. Handmaid's Tale, Bradley's been there before. Westworld, over. Um, okay, the, the succession guys. I'm going to go with Kieran Culkin because he is the most dramatic character in this. He definitely has the best one-liners, and he really does yeah. stand out for that. Yeah. And I well, think that the, the thing that I don't get about like what you guys are saying about Nicholas Brom, like I don't think he's competitive in this at all. I mean, I think you know he has he has proved his he's you know his purpose has been made. I think people are obsessed with Nicholas Brom the same way that they were obsessed with Barb in Stranger Things. <laughs> Seriously. I, no, I re- it's a good comparison. Yeah, that's that's how I like. I feel like like Nicholas Braun as a character, not even as, as an actor and as a person, but just as a character, as cousin Greg on this show is just so memeified. Yeah, that people love he wants him. Wants to for be that. Gregory. Yeah. I mean, I love I love Esposito, but the fact that the um, show underperformed on nominations, I'm not quite sure it's going to make it. And you know what, guys? Listen, at the end of the day, you you can't make a Tomlin without breaking some Gregs. So. This is crazy, but just think, you know, The Handmaid's Tale did get a series nomination. It still is holding its own um, with um, with nomination totals, and it's doing generally well with the actors, too. Yeah. I mean, who's, who's to say Bradley Whitford doesn't follow up his guest win with a win here? I mean, hmm. he, yeah. he kind of checks all the boxes while still flying under the radar. So, I mean, the Emmy loves to throw us, like, surprises that we don't see coming from time to time, too. Yeah. So I think that's actually a good thing to consider yeah. there, Ryan. But the the lack of a Moss nomination really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I can't get past myself. I was just going to ask you that are predicting Giancarlo Esposito in these categories, in either this or guess. If if you were voting, would you vote for him twice to make sure he'd win at least one? No. Then there, that's the problem. That's that's my problem with predicting him in any category. If you can't say yes. Then I, no, I, I, I can't it's predict all him. or nothing. 
No, but I'm just saying, like, if you really love somebody and you wanted them to see them win an Emmy, like, you wanted to see them win an Emmy, would you vote for them twice? And if the answer is, if the answer is yes, then I, I, I kind of can't go that way. And I, I wouldn't vote for him personally, you know, for the Mandalorian because he doesn't do anything. And there's a lot of people that say he doesn't do anything in Better Call Saul this year either. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the problem I have. I would have voted for him twice to see him win one. Outstanding drama supporting actress, Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown, Laura Dern for Big Little Lies, Julia Gardner for Ozark, Tandy Newton for Westworld, Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve, Sarah Snook for Succession, Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies, Samira Wiley, got it out, The Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) Ryan. So. I know. know. (laughs) You know, like, honestly, if this, if they would have just um, given Big Big Little Lies a better um, release date, I think Meryl would be walking away with this or screaming away with this. Um, but uh, I know, I guess it, again, I feel like I'm just coming down on the consensus of what or what's been the consensus for months and months. But I'm going to go with Helena Bottom Carter. So it's okay to admit defeat, Ryan. It's okay. I'm but whatever, Matt. Whatever. <laughs> This my she's my favorite in this category. I mean, this is just an abundance of riches, and there's already and there's people that were left off too on top of that, which is crazy. So, yeah. Michael, what are you doing? So, I think I'm going to surprise some people here. Helena Bottom Carter is the smart money choice. I don't think it's wrong to pick her because she's done pretty well before. I think Sarah Snook is also right up there as being strong competition. But I am actually going to go with last year's winner, Julia Garner. As a repeat. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Not a category that likes to repeat. True, yeah, but still. I, I like the performance. Yeah. Uh, I But I will say this about that, though. She wasn't, for me, the standout this season. Okay. No, she wasn't. You had uh, Tom Pelfrey and Laura Linney. They were all, you know, everyone was excellent this season. But I think that character is really big for a lot of people. I think they just wait and wait until she comes on screen again. And... You know, I think they would have. I think I would feel more comfortable, confident about this if Tom Pelfrey had gotten in, because that would have told me that they really, you know, everyone watched it. And same with Janet McTeer. But I think the fact that, you know, this is a character that people talk about and there being such passion also for Sarah and Helena, but neither of them are the clear favorite. I think Julia, you know, might come up from the bottom. Tom? Um, I really uh, agree with uh, Amanda's point that there's probably not going to be a repeat here um, much as I like Julia Gardner. Uh, I, I think it's between Bonham Carter and Snook. Um, Snook really kind of in, 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 in some ways drives the last part of the second season of succession. Um, but there's something irresistible about uh, Bonham Carter as princess Margaret <laughs> with her cigarette holder and her attitude. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bonham Carter. I, too, am going to go with Bonham Carter. Amanda, are you, too, going to go with... Tommy, I'm so excited you read my articles. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I agree with him. For Bonham Carter, she's never been better. And the thing that helps her is the same thing that helped he, helped Julia Garner a year ago. He was nominated for SAG. That is a big, big deal for her. So... Um, she's probably what cost Coleman this. So I, I'm going to go with Bonham Carter and I will point out, you know, this is for her, probably her only chance at this. 
because you know next year you've got you know princess diana and the iron lady and it's just it's it's not going to be about her i mean how she's not even in the the preview trailer for next season yeah and and she was fabulous in the uh episode with anthony armstrong jones um boy that is one of the best she's great right at the beginning and then she's got the season finale too where you're like she's singing she's dancing she's she's giving you every emotion possible in about three episodes of this and i think she i think on episode she would win over meryl streep i disagree Uh michael last chance to change your mind no because if i'm if i'm right i'll bragging rights for a while so you know i'm gonna stick with this okay Moving over now to actress in a limited series or movie. We have Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America, Regina King, Watchmen, Shira Haas, Unorthodox, Octavia Spencer, Self Made, Kerry Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. Amanda. I- I'm going with Octavia Spencer. What? Whoa. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. I just wanted to make sure you were paying attention. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if the series had been better, yeah, sure. She, I, I mean, she deserved a better series. God, this is hard because I think, you know, we can all just hem and haul over the other three, but this is between Blanchett and, and King. Yes. But I am going with King because she is in the most nominated series and she is the, the face of it. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if they awarded Blanchett for gracing television with her presence. Yeah, which has been the debate that I think all of us have been having for a while now. Ryan, what do you think? It's it's time. It's time to make a choice. Yeah, even like, yeah, I'm I'm not certain at all about this. I think this is one of the toughest calls um, of the entire um, of the entire Emmys this year. Um, I'm gonna go with, I guess Kate. I, I, I yeah, I'll go with Kate. Okay, Michael. I think Kate Blanchett makes a lot of sense as an old school winner, but this is not an old school year or an old school academy anymore. And I think the fact that Regina King is as beloved as she is and just the events that took place over the summer and add on top of that, the fact that she just has this hit uh, directorial feature debut uh, play at the Venice and Toronto Film Festivals that one night in Miami, she just has so much riding on her still that I think they're going to give her another Emmy for Watchmen. Yeah, I think it's going to be one night in Los Angeles for Regina King uh, this evening as well. And they really put her on the map. They really got her trajectory towards that Oscar started. True. Yeah, well, if you look at like American Crime when she won back in 2015, uh, I think it was. You know, yeah. the project she's had since then, it was that Emmy win in her speech that night that I think just made people take notice and think, oh, well, Regina King, we love her. Let's give her some more to do and look at her now. Tom? Um, God knows I'm not an actor, um, but if I was in the acting branch, I think I would vote for Shira Haas. Yo, I was thinking that as like a spoiler, you know, like what if Blanchett and, and King like split votes and Shira Haas just comes right up the yeah. middle? She's extraordinary. I, She's I guess that will happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, who has eight nominations in this category, who's never won, is um, Miss Olivia Pope, but she will not win, unfortunately. Mm. That series is this. awful. Yeah. Um, but but I'm not predicting Shira Haas. Uh, I'm going to go with Regina King because she's an Emmy darling. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't not go with Regina King, even though I really, really 
like I would put my vote behind Shira Haas if I was voting in this category. <laughs> I really would. When, when Regina King won for a canceled Netflix drama, that's when we should have known that like they will give her an Emmy for anything. True. So yes, she's gonna win. All right, limited series, TV movie, actor. We have God, I love that there's so few nominees in these categories. Jeremy Irons for Watchmen, Hugh Jackman for Bad Education, Paul Mescal for Normal People, Jeremy Pope for Hollywood, and Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. Michael. This is another tough one. I don't think uh, Mark Ruffalo is going to win for Misery. So. (laughs) (laughs) So it's between, I think, Hugh Jackman and Paul Mescal. I agree. If If you had told me back in April that Hugh Jackman was going to lose to that performance. I just wouldn't have believed it because that is, you know, I agree too. such a <laughs> baity part. He is phenomenal in it. Had this been the Oscars, he would have been nominated and maybe even won. It is fantastic. But the fact that Allison Janney didn't get in, Emmy darling mm-hmm. Allison Janney did not get in for that movie tells me that they did not watch that movie. Now, normal people did not get the limited series nomination that it probably needed for me to call Paul Mescal slam dunk. But let me tell you, I just caught up with the rest of that series the other day. I've been, you know, dragging it out over the summer. He has a moment in the second to last episode, I think it is. Maybe it's like the third to last episode. You all know the scene I'm talking about if you watch Normal People. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. I, I really don't know what to do. But I think the lack of other nominations for Bad Education makes me think that Paul Mescal is going to come here almost like Jarrell Jerome did last year. Cosign. And I can't believe I'm saying that because when we did our podcast review of Bad Education, I was so, so sure that Hugh Jackman was going to run away with this. Ryan? I'm going to go with Mark Ruffalo. For Misery? Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, for Misery. (laughs) Amanda? Okay, so my problem with picking Paul Mescal is that when you look at the young winners who've won recently, their series were nominated and they, they were nominated for a ton of awards. They were probably either the one, they either won series or they were the runner-up for series, arguably. I, I don't think that's Paul Mescal. I have the same problem with Hugh Jackman. It's like when you look at Benedict Cumberbatch, and we can argue whether that's a TV movie or not, but that thing won six Emmys, including Benedict Cumberbatch. So this category is so weak compared to actress. I don't think I Need Zoloft is going to win. So Ruffalo, yeah. Talk about a yeah, commercial show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I couldn't even that make it through 15 minutes of the first episode. It was too much. And then I just knew it was going to get worse from there. And he was very good. But my God. So I I'm going on a coattails win because this is so weak. Jeremy Irons. I was waiting for someone to say him. It's, it's coattails. I, I'm not saying it's deserving. I just think, you know, it, it's such a weak category. They've obviously seen Watchmen. They like Jeremy Irons. Fine. Um, I'm going to go with Mescal because um, he's the only one that has any heat on Twitter. And um, not that um, Emmy voters are you know, necessarily uh, Twitter devotees. I was going to say, if that was the case, then why wouldn't you pick Nicholas Braun for supporting actor, for example? <laughs> Oh my God! Stop. I gotta look him up on Twitter. I I don't follow him. No, it's it's more about the memification and like the the the, the you know. Oh, okay. It's more about like just how much Twitter loves a certain person or character. You know. I totally know what you mean, but but Pascal is all of a sudden was 
not really known. And then once the nomination came in, he was everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to go with him. Um, I, boy, I'm so sorry if Hugh Jackman loses because he's so good in this. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But um, I'm going to pick him. Um, Mescal. TV movie. American Son, Bad Education, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, These Old Bones, El Camino, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Michael? El Camino. Ooh, didn't expect that. Okay, Ryan? Can you come back to me? I can. Tom? Uh, bad Education. Amanda? Oh, I'm going to go with Dolly Parton. No, I'm kidding. I'm going with Bad Education. Ryan, back to you. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll go with Bad Education. I'm going to go with El Camino, uh, but, you know, it's like I really do want to go with Bad Education, but my my gut tells me if I go with Bad Education, I have to also pick Jackman, so I'm not doing that. Or you could pick, no. or you could pick Aaron Paul. Oh, wait. Yeah, which was yeah. surprising, right? Yeah, what was that? No, it wasn't. They don't like revivals. Come on. All right, well, then screw that, Matt Neglia. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to choose uh, Bad Education. It, it's, it is pretty shocking. I, 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 I know. It, it, like, it messed up the whole category, you know? Limited series. Little Fires Everywhere. Mrs. America. Unbelievable, unorthodox Watchmen. I mean, guys, say it all together with me now. It's going to be Watchmen. Yeah. All at once, Watchmen. <laughs> you know, and if you had asked me this back in the spring... I would have been so much like less uh, sure about it. Like, actually, I specifically remember being on a, a Mrs. American podcast where I said, "Hey, I think Watchmen's going to win," and uh, three people on this podcast scoffed at me and laughed and they're like, "Okay, ride." I remember that a lot has happened since. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. I was going to say the world kind of changed. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, no, Ryan, totally. I, I very much remember that <laughs> the, the show about masks and police and tulsa is not going to lose in the year of 2020 no god no absolutely not all right now we're moving over to lead comedy actor we have anthony anderson for blackish don Cheadle, black monday ted danson the good place Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek, Rami Youssef for Rami. Michael? Eugene. Amanda? Uh, Eugene, but Ted Danson is right on his heels. Ryan? Uh, Eugene Levy. Tom? I would say Eugene, but I would say look out for Rami. I'm going with a shocker, and I'm going to say Rami. Without the series Mm. being nominated? I have like a gut instinct about this one, and I don't know. I, I... I can't explain it. And he would be like Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, yeah, that was before the category really locked down. But you know, if they'd nominated, if they'd snubbed Anderson and uh, Cheadle and put in two more old middle-aged white guys, yeah, I, I would predict Rami <laughs> Yusuf too. Because I'm um, no offense, I'm just saying, you know, then it's like they all look the same, and he he the different choice, the younger, hipper choice. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with a feeling. This is like a pure gut check feeling. I promise you my other predictions are going to be so boring compared to this. <laughs> but like, honestly though, I do think, um, if Schitt's Creek, um, slips up, it will be here. There's just something I'm not completely sold about Eugene Levy. I, I don't know. I, th- for that reason, Matt, I don't think your gut feeling about Rami is, um, necessarily off, off key because if I was picking an alternate, I would pick him. 
but I just I'm not that ballsy. I just also have a hard time seeing Watchmen, Succession and Schitt's Creek, all three of them sweeping. I just have a hard time seeing that happening. So I I do expect there to be misses, you know what I mean? And here and there. Uh, This is just one of the ones I'm going to go with for that. Lead actress, comedy series. Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Linda Cardellini for Dead to Me. Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek. And Issa Rae for Insecure. Ryan. Catherine O'Hara. I am too, going with Catherine O'Hara. Michael. Oh, of course. Catherine O'Hara, finally. Tom. I adore all the women in this category, really. But, I mean, Catherine O'Hara, goodness gracious. Amanda. Let me be very clear. There is only one thing I want this year at the Emmys, and that is for Catherine O'Hara to win. You can draw names out of a hat. You want to give Don Cheadle Best Actor? Knock yourselves out as long as Catherine O'Hara wins. Any character who has been asked, what's your favorite season? And they say, award season. Under. Come on, she's got to win for that. I mean, the the cheer, the, the what makes me really hopeful. Not only that, the, even before Shit's Creek had this many Emmy nominations, is when I heard the round of applause she got for her name being announced as a nominee for at the SAG Awards, which made me think, yeah, she. It's not always as important to win as it is to be invited, and, and so I I think you know she deserves this. Yeah, one of the most iconic characters of the past decade, as far as I'm concerned. I love her so much. (laughs) Okay, let's hope it happens. Comedy series, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. Did I mention that I'm going to be boring with my predictions? Schitt's Creek, all the way. Michael? I said it. Back earlier this year, people still thought Maisel, but I'm riding out with Schitt's Creek. Ended on a high note, and yeah, it deserves it. Ryan? Agreed. Tom? Um, Maisel will probably do well on the techs. Agreed. Um, but Schitt's uh, Creek for the big one. Amanda? As long as it wins casting, it wins comedy series. So for now, Schitt's Creek. But like I said, if you award Catherine O'Hara, I'm good with if you want to give it to the Kaminsky Method. Knock yourselves out. <laughs> but I would love for Netflix to lose this to the like, pop network, which I could not locate on my TV before this show. I think you could attribute a lot of the success of Shit's Creek to Netflix and the way that Breaking Bad rose in popularity when it hit Netflix. It's yeah, true. You're right. Interflex, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, but I think so many people discovered Shit's Creek in 2019 before last year's Emmys and that's how it got nominated that's what inspired pop to really go the distance with their campaign because people were watching it and going hey what's the show is it a Netflix original and they're like no it's just uh with the contract that I guess they had from pop or whoever owns pop uh CBC uh, the Canadian broadcasting company and then um yeah they they have the U.S television yeah so it definitely wasn't a Netflix original series but so many people think of it that way because that's where they watch it like I said, I don't care. You can do whatever you want as long as Catherine O'Hara wins. Give it to give it to Kaminsky method, you know? Woo! Do whatever you want. All right. Now for drama. Best actor in a drama series. We have Jason Bateman for Ozark, Steve Carell, The Morning Show, Brian Cox, Succession, Billy Porter for Pose, Jeremy Strong for Succession, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. 
Tom. This is the toughest for me. Um, I've got, ordinarily, I'd say Brian Cox. I'm going to go with Jeremy Strong. Ryan. Gosh, you know, I think Jeremy Strong is by far the best performance in this lineup, like by far. Like he was probably my he was my favorite male performance on TV in this season. Um, but if we're going by conventional, you know, wisdom with the vote splitting, you know, Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong split each other up and I guess Jason Bateman. So I go with Jason. Michael. I am also going with Jason Bateman, and I'm surprised because I thought I would be the only one to predict him here. So Ryan and I are, you know, on the ship together. Mm-hmm. Amanda, I would love to hear your reasoning because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm confused. All right, so let me set you all straight. Okay, so the, for the past nine years, there's been one. There's only been two ways to win this category. It, you either win for your first season, like Billy Porter did last year, or Sterling K. Brown, or you win for your final season, so like John Hamm. So, but you need your series to be nominated. So you cannot look, you cannot discount Steve Carell. But I think what we're going to see is the same thing we saw last year with Killing Eve, where, yes, Sandra Oh, like Brian Cox, not a, not a complete, not an exact comparison, the better known actor or actress, more respected, won a Golden Globe, but who had the better season? Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong ends the season with that all damn monologue. So for that reason, I'm going with the Villanelle kind of path for him. And I just hate that Tom and I agree so much because that's usually the sign, the kiss of death. But I'm going with Jeremy Strong, but I would look out for Carell. If somebody from a non-nominated series is going to win an Emmy on the night of the telecast, outside of maybe like a limited series, it's going to be Carell. Because that would be the tenth person in a row, first or last. It started with, you know, Kyle Chandler, and it just kept on going. Well, can I ask then? I, I'm just curious. So why, like, so why do we not? Why do we think Billy Crudup doesn't have a good chance in supporting actor, but Steve Carell does here? Because because was- Steve Carell fits half of the trend. Because you have to remember, this trend's been going on for nine years, and that takes into account the fact that prior to the um, lockdown on the drama series category, where if you're going to win lead actor in a drama series for the past nine years, they've had nine different winners. You have either for your first or last season. So when you look at these nominees that there's only one who meets that criteria and that's Steve Carell. So we can't discount him as a possibility, but I, I do believe that Billy I do believe that Jeremy Strong gives the best performance in the category. And because, you know, the morning show is not nominated, I'm going to go with Jeremy Strong. If the morning show is nominated for drama series, I would be picking Steve Carell to win this category. I, I would be too. I I really would be. But my, my big problem just comes down to Strong or Cox. That's my big dilemma. And Michael, I hate that you said Bateman. Because I, too, was like, if I can't decide between Cox and Jeremy, and I'm a Succession fan, and we know that the Emmy voters are Succession fans this year, so they're probably having the same dilemma that I'm having, that a bunch of people are having. I don't think they are. You don't think that they're having trouble deciding on who to pick between Cox and Strong? You think it's a clear runaway? It's Jeremy Strong. He's the frontrunner. I think Jeremy Strong, or what? You have to remember one other thing. Brian Cox's character 
if you look at their episodes, just for example. No, I get it. Cox is a very unlikable character. I yeah. get it. Yep. Totally. But, he, but he's, can be but he's showy. He's them. yelling. He's boisterous, you know? And he has the reverence of an old guy. Yeah. I know, but in this I industry. think that strong and not strong is the more buzzed about performance. And he's the one where it's like, yes, yeah, he's the more respected actor, but Jeremy Strong was so much better. I think just, it's that and, kind of fight. And just think, it's really Jeremy Strong's story. It is. No, totally. I, I definitely agree with all of that. So, you know, I, I have, like, not picked Succession in a bunch of places. So I... I am going to go with strong in the end because uh, I do think that uh, spoiler succession is obviously winning drama series. And I, I, I would feel weird like not having uh stronger Cox win it. But my big problem has just been which one of the two. So sure. I'm going to go with strong for all the reasons that were just said. Um, all right. God, I'm glad I can finally put that category up behind me. <laughs> uh, all right, lead actress in the drama series. We have Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Laura Linney, Ozark, Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, and Zendaya for Euphoria. Amanda. Long may she reign, Olivia Coleman. I think it's why she didn't win last year is because they were just like, we can wait, we can do it next year. Um... But I think this is really, like, by a hair between her and Lenny. Because Lenny's at a career best in Ozark this season. All right. Michael. Yeah, well, maybe they were planning to wait for Olivia Coleman, But what they didn't know is that Laura Lenny would be delivering the best work of her career in season three of Ozark. And if she does not win for this, it is clear to me that they are not watching the show. Because I don't know how you watch that performance and don't walk away just, you know, wanting to throw every award possible at that woman. It is extraordinary. She is extraordinary. She needs to win here. I have to believe that the reason why Tom Pelfrey did not get nominated is because so that like Laura Linney could win to make up for that. (laughs) No, come on. I know. It's just like it's like a silver lining that I'm like looking for in all this. I I will say that in my own predictions personally, I don't have Ozark winning something on the night and Ozark's momentum has been building. So I'm actually going with Michael's prediction here. I think this is uh, I think this is another chance for um, Laura Linney to get on that stage again. Ryan, what about you? So it's funny because if you like if you read um, a lot of like big publications and what they're who they're predicting, a lot of people have Jennifer Aniston. Like and yet, you know, then like you go on film Twitter and everybody says everyone's just like just beside themselves about Laura Linney. Meanwhile, Olivia Coleman is not really like a favorite of anybody for this performance, except for award like the actual actual award um, awards groups. So I'm going with Olivia Coleman. Like I don't think it's a performance that deserves to win, but it it just makes sense if you're trying to weigh these options. Tom, I'm thrilled that Zendaya got nominated. Me too. Yeah, that was great. Um, but as far as the winner goes, I'm gonna go 100% with Michael on Laura Linney. All right, man, it's really really tough. It's really tough. I would love for Laura Linney to win for this. I I just God, the show is always underperformed in the acting branch. Yeah, that's, that's my one problem. That's my one problem is that like it's not it's not just that Tom Pelfrey didn't get in. 
Peter Mullen didn't get nominated last year. Janet McTeer didn't get nominated. Janet McTeer didn't get nominated. It's like they've settled on these three and they have no interest in nominating anyone else from that series. But they they do love Laura Linney in the past. I mean, Laura Linney has a habit of winning when she shouldn't. This is why I picked (laughs) it last year. Well, so what do we think about Jennifer Aniston? Because the amount of people that still take uh, take her really seriously kind of surprises me. It makes me check myself. Like, you know, she's I don't not going to win. This series isn't nominated, and and frankly, like if she doesn't, like she's not she's not going to win because one, I I just really don't. I I know they don't think this way, but you know, if she does win, she's going to be in the same category as Edie Falco as far as like actresses who have won both lead comedy and drama actress. So the stars do not align for her to do this. Just based on pure stats, though. Yeah, and stats stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. She won SAG. Yeah, but that, that's not always the... It is, but it is a, a good sign. But I don't know if she outright won SAG or if Coleman and Bonham Carter kind of canceled each other out. And and SAG was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, and I I I could see some SAG voters going. You know, I'm voting for Brad. I'm also going to vote for his ex-wife. <laughs> ah, man, there's a lot to think about in this category for sure. It's not easy, not easy, but there we are, and we'll see what happens this Sunday. Best drama series. Time to bring her home. Better Call Saul. The Crown. The Handmaid's Tale. Killing Eve. The Mandalorian. Ozark. Stranger Things, Succession. I mean, come on. Um, Ozark had a really good season. I'm going to have it. It did. It did, but they didn't celebrate it the way it should have been. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. The other problem is, is when you look at the series and the nominations, if you look at just the categories, Succession and The Crown are a lot closer than you think with just category placements. But I do think Succession will win, but The Crown will be close. My main question is, does anybody, like, at all, anyone, like, think that even anything is standing close to taking out Succession? Everything would have to go right for The Crown to do it, and I don't think that's going to happen. There's no there's no entertaining any other option, right? Uh, you know, if it loses all of its tech categories except for casting, that that could be telling. If the crown really goes on a strong, strong sweep. Yeah, I mean, there there is some wiggle room. Well, just think about it this way. Mm-hmm. The crown, hypothetically, could win lead actress, supporting actress, and directing pretty easily. And, mm-hmm. I mean, those are a lot, those are pretty heavyweight categories to win. So, yeah. That's a good point. You know, yeah, and plus, like, the crown is so popular, like, on a widespread, like, level. Um, uh, it, it, it's possible, but probably not likely. Yeah, and I would also point out, you know, I know everybody on Twitter is bad me about this. I'm just saying, you know, HBO series, usually it's a long process to get to that series win. So the fact that they, they're even in the, the thick of it for their second season is, is a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, The Crown, everything would have to go right for it. And then, like, Succession would have to start losing awards. I mean, succession is not a sure thing to win actor or supporting actor. Hmm. So it, it could happen, but I just don't see how it does without a lot of help. Yep. And, and I have talked to 
to uh, I've talked to people who just say I don't like the people in that in succession. Yeah. In succession, yeah. Yeah. They're not a likable group of people. They're they're like the Murdochs and you know, we we dig Jesse Russell Crowe gets snub for for playing one of their lackeys. So Yeah. All right. Anyone have any final thoughts before we go? Uh you know, it should be a very interesting show, obviously. Pay attention to who wins casting. I can't believe that I came in tonight. I was thinking I was going to say Regina King, and then I said Kate Blanchett, and I was like the lone person to say um, to say her. So, um, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, Michael. Any final thoughts? It's going to be a very interesting telecast itself. Obviously, it's going to be Jimmy Kimmel at home and all these other presenters and nominees at home. So I'm just really interested to see how they do it. You know, in terms of. The award distribution, will people get their awards at night or will they have them sent to them like Maggie Smith or, you know, uh, what's it going to look like in terms of entertainment and stunts? I, I'm just really interested to see what an Emmy telecast will look like outside of a theater. So I'm really looking forward to that element of it. Tom? Um, just letting everyone know that the um, the most awards are going to be given out this week every night mm-hmm. with the Green Hearts Emmys. So it's going to be a certain number of Emmys every single night. So some have been given out already tonight. So that'll be interesting and very telling. And also, too, by the time people are listening to this, I mean, depending on what has won those casting awards, as, uh, you know, as Amanda has correctly pointed out before, you know, that could totally change things. And maybe we should have waited to put out this podcast. But we wanted to put it out early so that, you know, you all could listen to it. <laughs> put it out too late, then few people listen to it. So it's fun to see how wrong we were in reruns, though. Absolutely. And we'll definitely be, uh, I'm sure, rubbing it in each other's faces. My Rami Youssef prediction and everything else uh, Sunday night. Until then, Michael, where can they find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at mschwartz95. Ryan C. Showers. You can find me on Twitter at RCS818. Tom O'Brien. And I'm on Twitter at Thomas E. O'Brien. And Amanda Spears. At Miss Amanda Spears. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to episode 11 of the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you can get some exclusive podcast content from us, including some of our Next Best Series episodes as well. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.